The views on this program are solely those of the host and his or her guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Radio, SMTXCRA, or its governing body. Hey, everybody, you made it. We're here on Soul Sanctuary. We're joined this morning by a guest. Our guest is Morgan. Morgan, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Uh, so let's give you a moment to kind of go through and let us know who you are and what you do. Oh, wow. Well, my name is Morgan Renee Myers. I am a poet, author, mint crochet clothes. I work with Japanese. I'm just overall servant to humanity. I love the youth and being an educator. So my brand and my business is called More My Entertainment Group. So every facet of what I create is to entertain but also educate. Okay. I think uh, the last bit of what you said um, about your brand name and what it does uh, got clipped off a little bit. Could you repeat yourself? Yeah, so the business is called More My Entertainment Group. Yes. And my whole purpose in anything that I create, whether it's a play or a book or crochet, is to somehow educate but also entertain you. Awesome. I love that goal. That falls right in line with Soul Sanctuary. Uh, So today we're going to get into a discussion about... um, how to get better with our self-care or self-love. Was it self-love? Yeah, self-love. And self-care ties into that. When you say self-love, to what are you referring? The amount of love and respect that you have for oneself. And it's such a difficult topic to explain because I guess for a lot of us, it doesn't come as naturally as it should. But in short, being in a space where you can just know who you are and what works for you and what doesn't and addressing and analyzing those things about yourself. Gotcha. So it's, it's about self-assessment. Pretty much. That's what it all boils down to. Yes. Now, do you think that self-love is culturally based at all? Hmm. Culturally based. I find that I ask that because whenever I think about self-love, I think about whatever people's natural set point is. And uh-huh. there's what you're born with and what you're kind of groomed into. And I right. noticed that there's, well, there's huge differences in how different cultures groom their children. Uh-huh. But I've noticed the self-love, like the amount of self-love or the ability to access it kind of varies by culture. And I was just wondering if you found the same thing or if you've looked at it. Um, I haven't thought about it in that perspective, but now that I think on it, I guess yes. Because right. um, some cultures come from a background of, how they rear their children and prepare them for marriage and things like that. That's a form of love, being able to have financial stability or something to leave um, their family. I think that all addresses the topic of, um, you know, building for your family. Sure. You sure. love them and right. you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Where some cultures, that may not be what they're exposed to or taught or grow up as, so that's not on the forefront of their thinking right oh so, yeah i think it may have some cultural context like you know how are we raising and building families which is a huge topic that's important in family absolutely absolutely and I, and I think that has a lot to do with self-love at all because i think that what we're talking about when you're talking about accepting yourself mm-hmm. when you go to accept something i think well for me at least and maybe it's just an earth sign thing but <laughs> before i can accept something i have to find value in it and coming from a solid family unit, whatever that unit looks like, I'm not saying it has to look a particular way. Right. It probably has to look a couple of particular ways. But 
<laughs> coming from a, a family unit where you had a defined role, um, I mm-hmm. think gives you an innate sense of value as to oppose yeah. one where you don't have a role or it doesn't actually seem to matter whether you're there or not. Right. And right. 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 And I think that you become, you come to, as you become an adult, then you start to expect in relationships that, Hey, my value should show up here. <laughs> Cause right. it's <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so how do we get there? So let's say, um, we're walking and we're coming across a fresh situation. How do we assess what do we need to address with self-love? How do we assess What do you that? mean a fresh situation? What do you mean by that? Say you just get a new client or okay. whatever. You just run into somebody. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a straw man. You're asking how do you assess it in them? Right. How would you? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, how people, um, their actions is really loud. So, for example, like uh, we met on Facebook. On my page, my audience, I have a variety of followers. And based on how some of them um, speak on certain subjects, lets me know areas they're probably working in or should be working in based on their responses. So if I see that, like, you don't take care of yourself and you don't show love to yourself, or, for example, I have people in my circle that are, like, super friendly and helpful and, like, great at what they do, but they don't take that same energy and apply it to their life or their business. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, if you're never taking the time to – or, or – when let's say, especially if we're into business together, and as a business partner and as a friend, I notice places we could both grow, and I point towards out, and you just always um, have a response, or you never take anything um, complete to completion. You analyze why I say you just get defensive, yes. and that shows me you yeah. probably aren't in a space of you know loving yourself that you could be. Because when you love yourself. You can hear stuff that doesn't sound good, but you know it's the truth, but you'll still right. analyze it and you'll work on it. Right. Whereas or at least you're so used to being on the defense, you right. won't. Right, right. There's actually, that's interesting. There's there's a couple of cards in, in, in tarot that refer to exactly that, to, to over-defending really? yourself. Yeah, there is. And it's interesting, the conversation that comes up around that, uh, that I usually have with people when it comes up is, you know, it's not uncommon to be defensive about yourself and where you are because especially with our with our gender we're kind of put on our back foot at all times to defend what we're doing where we are why we're dressed that way why we have so much melanin (laughs) why we have on makeup (laughs) or don't have on makeup why we're dressed that way or not dressed that way like it doesn't there's not really a way we can turn where we're not defending ourselves so so it makes sense that you just start well i'll just defend everything (laughs) just defend myself constantly Um, And I don't know, there's either a spiritual awakening or hitting 40 uh, where you kind of get past the need to do that as much, I've found. <laughs> I heard the closer you get to 30, the less BS you put up with, and I am 27, and I think that is true. Because that, I just am honoring myself so much more now. Like, I would not yeah. That that may be that may be true. I think I probably held on to the BS a little bit longer than I should have. I, 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 I dumped it around 40. <laughs> uh-huh. Very cool. All right. So quickly, um, just before we're going to have to go to break in about three or four minutes. Uh, but okay. before we do, uh, let's just get some broad strokes on what's the fr- let's talk about what is the very first thing uh, that we can do like now add mm-hmm. into our lives to uh, get more self-love. Something I advocate for all the time. I say, did you wake up, stretch, drink water, eat tanks, no gratitude? 
creator before hopping on social media. If not, take five minutes to do that. It'll still be here when you get back. And it's so important to say necessary because when you are tuning in and deep breathing, you're just able to hear certain things. Certain things that I used to be the type of person that I always needed other people's opinions mm. or I did something. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't value other people's opinion, sure. but I don't need it as a moniker for me getting something done or doing what I know needs to be done. But awesome. when I take time to just sit and tune in, for some reason, connecting back to the breath just allows you to be able to hear certain things about yourself. And when you don't do that, when you wake up, you're getting out of bed, tired, ain't brushing teeth, ain't stressed, ain't thank God, just went and hopped in your car. Now you're rushing. Now you're mad at traffic. Now you um getting to work and feeling some kind of way and not being as productive as you could be. Right. So the best, the best way to start self-love is self-care. Like, are you actually literally taking care of yourself? Right. Are you just so caught up in the everyday lifestyle of working and paying bills that you neglect who you are? Sure, sure. Sure, and I think that that that's also part of the programming that we get kind of in everyday life too, because you know, like all advertising, every commercial is is built to make you feel like there's something else you should be doing. It's right. not really honored to sit and breathe and ground and you know connect with yourself and and have your higher selves come out and listen to your intuition. That kind of stuff isn't as popular. <laughs> it needs to be. I'm trying to bring it back. Me I'm too. trying to bring tuning in back. That's like, I tell people that, and it's so easy to do. It's easy not to do. It really yeah, is. Right. And even still, in this day, I feel like, and still, I know for a fact, I've right. definitely grown in my self love process within the past two years. And it's still hard for me to sit down for five minutes sometimes. It's just you know constant practice, and then understanding the value in what you're trying to get out of it. Right. I think that, and also, um, oh, I lost that thought. I don't know what it is. Maybe it'll, <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back. We're actually going to go into a break. Um, and on the other side, we'll see if uh, <laughs> my thought returns. You guys All listen right. to Soul Sanctuary. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be here with me, You should be here with me, You should be Uh, we're talking about self-love with Morgan. Morgan, you still here? Yes, ma'am. Great. Fantastic. Okay, so we were talking about what is one of the first things that you can do to start getting yourself back in line with self-love. And you're, um, you were going into kind of how to start your morning in a way that um, sets you up for success. So you were saying that instead of jumping right online, take a minute to breathe and be grateful, right? Yes, ma'am. Yep. Good deal. Um, Are there anything um, dietary to go along with that in the morning, you think? Absolutely. Um, I personally, I'm transitioning um, continuously. There'll be certain parts of the year. I'm on my vegetarian vegan. Next part of the year, I'm eating corpse. So it's a it's a, a quarterly transition for me, but I know in my body I feel best when I'm eating light, with more live raw food, mm-hmm. um, you know, non-processed cooked meat and things like that. Um, but definitely getting water. Water is another way to inform and heal your cells. Mm-hmm. And when we are consuming so much sugar and you know just the toxins and everything in the air and all of that jazz, whether we uh, smoke or not. We need water to hydrate our system because we are dehydrated people. 
Sure. And um, sure. that accompanied with the meditation and the deep breathing. You just feel, you have to do it to know what I'm talking about. Like, you really just feel a difference. You feel more calmer. Like, a lot of people are reactionary. Mm -hmm. So, with me learning how to breathe and tune in, when stuff is getting shifty and um, chaos, or I come into a lot of situations in the field of work I'm in mm -hmm. where anything can happen at any moment. I help a, um, I help a business cater and serve lunch at a high school. So, okay. sometimes we might run out of food or we might not have enough pay. Or we didn't drop something and everybody's frantic. But yeah. I can take a moment to be calm, tell people to, you know, take deep breaths because it's not going to change the outcome that we don't have food. Right. <laughs> the food just has to get here. Right. So when you are uh, tuning in like that, you just become less agitated and less um, willing to react so fast. Like you really can take a deep breath and, and sure. analyze the situation. Right, right. And then take the circumstances for what they are and kind of have an overall sense of well-being that is louder than that I guess that Absolutely. makes sense right I think that's right I think that I know that I found that when I am grounding more uh yeah. more times throughout the week that the week goes better for me I, I operate better from a place of being really grounded and I mean I'm earth so you know being grounded and yeah, practical and and that that kind of just is part of my groove that makes me feel like everything is what it's supposed to be but I noticed that when I'm not grounding and when I'm not I, one of my um, methods of self-care and self-love is to journal and okay. uh, whenever I find myself really drifting away from the shore I notice I haven't journaled in a while oh uh, you both and you know what the funny thing with that is sometimes I won't write because I'm, I'm speaking like all the truth when I write I'm giving names situations yeah. <laughs> names. <laughs> I have so such a funny story about that, and I can't figure out how to make it anonymous enough to share it. So I do, uh, and, and so part of me, I pull someone like steal my writing, steal my journal, steal my poem. Yeah. So part of me is yes. kind of being hesitant to do it because I don't want yeah that to be taken away. I don't want my writing taken away. From yes, me yes. I don't yes. know how like you would expose information in there because I could write in a journal and write a whole play about a situation. And not yeah. give away anybody's identity. Sure. You, on the other hand, might try to use information to, um, you know, backlash against me. But also, sure. sometimes I'm speaking so much truth that I don't want to hear that from me. So right. if I know I'm going to write honestly, I just won't write until right. I'm over myself. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's that's absolutely true. I I definitely try to hide from myself, and that's 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 exactly what causes it. Like I don't know which is first, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg. But right. when I stop and look back and realize it's been three weeks since I've written, I also realize how much you know um, ego has taken over, and how every situation yeah. seems to be everybody else's issue but mine. And mm -hmm. then you know I get myself together, pour a cup of tea, write, and then you know find that balance. Yeah. And there's yeah. something about um, having the freedom to be able to write um, with abandon, you know, knowing that no yeah. one's going to like violate that for you. I know in my first marriage, my, my journal was read and in another long term relationship, it was read, too. And so I thought what that was reading journals. Uh, like, no, no, no. Wait, wait. But I got I got to give it up for the men. Those dudes okay. did it. My, my current husband is not interested. And it's such a different wow. energy around it. Like, he's not interested because he knows that's my therapy for me. So he leaves it right. alone. Those other dudes, I don't know what they thought they were going to find in there that I was going to yeah. discuss with them. Because that's my business. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've gotten into so many almost fights about that. I was like, well, if you would keep your behind out of it. Yeah, right. There's one way to make sure you don't get upset about anything in there. Don't go in there. 
it's <laughs> mine. See how it doesn't have your name on it at all? I don't even hey, mention your name in it. Your handwriting isn't in it. None of that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Anyway, I think that that's a really good indicator of whether or not you found someone that balances with you too, right? Because maybe right. some people wouldn't mind that. Maybe they want a partner that is so interested that they go digging through their stuff. Right. No. And so if you I find, don't. I don't either. <laughs> but there might be some women that like, you know, different strokes yeah. for different folks. I, I think guess. that's a good kind of indicator. But so grounding tools for me are journaling. Also, you know, tarot always does that for me. That's my metaphysical kind of connection to it. That gets all the masks out of the way for me. And I can see what the true intentions are that are probably going on in the situation. Now, now I'm not, um, I've got some readings before. I'm not really um, as well versed in that area of uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. You really feel like when, when you're pulling these cards that they apply exactly to the situation like is that the purpose of them whatever I flip over is what it is that uh, yes ish <laughs> it's 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 like far more complicated than that it's kind of like okay. you're asking me where does water come from and you're like does it come from the sink and I'm like oh, well yes okay. it does come from the sink but there's so much involved in getting it from the river to the sink it's it's a lot to explain, but the way that I explain okay. it and read it and when I sit with my clients is that we're magnets and the cards have energy. And so the reason okay. why the card that you pick has something to do with you is because uh-huh. that's the energy you have at the time. It'll only attract what has to do with you. So you oh, can't, really? Yeah, so you can't pick a card that doesn't have anything to do with you. You can have a bad reader who doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. But, <laughs> but, but you can't pick a card that doesn't have to do with your current situation. Now, at some point, you know, the symbols of the cards and the way that they're laid out, um, mm-hmm. it stops informing me and the information comes from something else. I don't know what that is. I think it's like an extra perception of, okay. the, pers- of the person I'm dealing with. And uh-huh. that's the part where it gives you all the, you know, goosebumps and stuff. <laughs> that's all the gushy part. <laughs> but, the, but the point of pulling the cards is to get your conscious mind out of the way get the subconscious reasons for everything happening and because I'm all about responsibility psychology I believe that we're responsible for everything in our lives at all times okay uh I believe that you know the answer lies within you so when we pull the cards and we read like this is what's actually going on and this is how to address it it gives you kind of a beeline or a cleaner way to get through the situation without having to deal with all the tricks that ego does ego does a whole lot we were just talking yeah. about defensiveness. It yeah. makes you, I mean, it'll, it'll, and, and the thing about, I'll stop after this. Cause I could go, <laughs> this is my favorite thing to talk about. Uh, the thing about ego is that we have to remember. And is also actually germane to this conversation uh-huh. is that ego is fighting to survive. Ego is okay. not s- fighting for you to survive <laughs> because ego, ego will kill you off as well. It just has to get through the list. See, it just doesn't get through everything else to get to kill you. So ego, once you let your ego go crazy and start making decisions and changing situations in your life, know that you are also in that boat with a hole in it. Like you're going down. That's why it's important to ground yourself, humble yourself. Be humble, yep. sit down, my brother said. <laughs> and then, you know, operate from a place of intuition and from a place of integrity and get your ego in check so that you don't, you know, allow it to get so out of control that it destroys you as well. Absolutely. And I, yeah. And I you think said something about um, when you, uh, what'd you say? 
you can pretty much you have the answer within. Absolutely, it's all. So I think that's that's another contributor to the self love and the meditating and taking you know time to yourself. It's like again, the answer is within you. Like you just have to hear it. But if you're too busy moving, you're not going to get it. That's right. And for some reason, the universe has made it so that that answer always Mm -hmm. talks in the same uh, volume, and it's always quiet. You wow. can't get that. You can't get it in the middle of a party. You can't get it at the bar. You wow. have you have to be quiet. That's how loud that thing talks. That's the loudest wow. it's going to be. And you can get Reiki and Tara and we can help you kind of indicate what it might be talking about. But for you to get your own individual message, you have got to quiet your mind. You've got to. Wow. That's where it is. And it's like giving me chills to even think about it because I think about the truth that's come to me in those moments when I was yes. able to steady myself and be still. Yep. And you know, doing that's that. Right? It's it, just stri- like straightforward too. It, it's straightforward. It's clear. It's not, it's not hurtful. It's not meant to hurt anybody. It doesn't hurt anybody. It just nope. tells you the truth. It just says mm-hmm. to me, like, you know, when I ended my marriage, it just said to me that th- this too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you, Sid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just watching Insecure and they were talking about how the refer- the reverend's pop references were, were throwing them off. Like they couldn't deal with the message. <laughs> no, this too much. But it was like, it was difficult to hear because, you know, there wasn't a bunch of abuse going on. It wasn't a terrible situation, but it wasn't enough for me. Right. And right. for that to be enough for me to leave was a lot. That was a lot of convincing. And that was that self-love. That's what you're talking about. That being quiet enough to hear and know these are the steps that we need to take to make us feel better. So situations like yours make me question like marriage and the value of like self-love and stuff. Like my whole platform is based on how we communicate with one another, how we get to the point where we're intimate with people and produce life. Right. So, and then a fear of mine, not having seen like a lot of monogamous relationships really either where they're happy uh-huh. or they might still be married, but it's like put on the front for the church or they yeah, divorced. Yeah. 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 Has multiple kids by multiple women already. Uh-huh. So it's like, how do you know, or excuse me, do, do you feel like you had the self love that you needed prior to entering your marriage or you were still learning it? This one? The first one. No, I was married at 22. Nobody has anything at 22. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has any. I have. I have. Uh, my niece and nephew are raised are twenty six, and I wouldn't let them get married right now if they asked me. Like it's it's right. it's, it's way too early, and the problem that happened with that marriage is we kind of grew up all over each other. We were just growing up. We we're just growing up, and so I don't really fault the person as much as the situation. Uh, right. I was ready to be away from my crazy family, and uh, he was a very safe, comfortable net, and I jumped. You know. And okay. I loved, I'm not that I didn't love him. I loved him and all that stuff too. But it happened to be also <laughs> that I get to <laughs> kind of go and start my life somewhere else because I felt like my family was unfair. And they were. I was kind of like Killmonger. I went away and came okay. back and they never really loved me like they should have because I didn't mm-hmm. grow up around them. So I was them, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, so with that one, I did not feel like I had the self-love. I was, I was a baby. I should not have been married. Um, okay. everyone should have made us go get in a, a nulled. <laughs> his, his dad was a pastor. I'm sure he could have pulled some strings to make it like it never even right. happened. Like that. <laughs> I'm done with you. But I'll have to, but I do have to say, I'm so glad I went through it because 
I went from being like overly dependent and overly sacrificing to where, you know, it really kind of made the relationship toxic to in this, to in this relationship, I'm really, really independent. Um, and also I'm so, I choose my husband Interdependent or independent. I'm very independent. Oh, I'm very independent in a marriage, in a marriage. Now, see, now this this is where I would say we need to read um, Khalil Gibran's poem on love. It talks about okay. how you're supposed to be pillars. You're two pillars of the same building, but you're not the same thing. Mm. So I'm, and my sister also says one plus one equals eleven, not two, and that's the kind of okay. marriage. I have. So we're both, we're both that that one plus one equals eleven. Isn't that good? I should make yeah. a book called that. It's so good. She has the good. best platitudes. So. <laughs> So I'm really independent in this um, marriage. And the reason that's good is because I choose my husband every day. He's very independent and he chooses me every day. We don't need each other the way I needed in the first one. We choose each other and it feels so much better. That's the feeling that makes you want to lose weight and take him on vacations and still uh-huh. date. I have a schoolgirl crush on my husband and I wouldn't have it any wow. other way. Absolutely. It's been 13 years. Wow, that's beautiful. The trick is, you can't. The trick is, the trick is, you have to figure out how to be salad and not soup. And it's hard. Oh. It's hard. Wow. It's a really hard thing to do when you live together and share children. And I mean, it's not easy. I'm sorry. I kind of took over. That was all (laughs) marriagey. I, I soak it up because I'm in a phase where it's like go. I'm ready to be married right now. Another part of me is like, am I just going to be a free spirit? Like, so I love hearing it. I love it. Well, the cool thing is you'll find somebody that you can be married and a free spirit. Uh, we're going to get okay. into your book on the other side of our break. Uh, right. Here we're going to go into just a short break, guys, and we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Soul Sanctuary. This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be here with me, baby. You should be here with me, baby. You should be here with me, baby. Girl, you know you drive me crazy. You should be here with me, back on the other side of our break you're listening to soul sanctuary this is atika and we're listening we're talking with morgan hey morgan hey so let's talk about your book so tell me what well tell us the title and where you came up with it um the name of my book is a poetry book called the celibacy chronicles It has 17 poems in it and it features artwork from local um, north carolina artists and one that lives in atlanta georgia And the basis behind it is just understanding our sacred spaces and who we share that with. Hmm. Our sacred spaces. (laughs) I go directly to Yoni. Is that not where you're talking about? Okay, good. That and, (laughs) yes, the Yoni. And is there a cool name for the guy stuff? For the guy? um, I don't know. I like phallus, but I don't know if it's as cool as Yoni. I don't know that there's a word as cool as Yoni. Yoni is awesome. It's got like long <laughs> sounds in it, and like it sounds like what it is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like even if you think about the slang for Yoni, there's one that sounds almost exactly like it because mm. that. I don't know. I don't know if there's one that 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 that. Um, I don't think there's an equal one on the other side. 
anyway well either way yeah either way we'll, we'll make um, one up <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so uh so the now is it like the vagina monologues and is that's from the perspective oh, wow. of a yoni or people is have it... compared it to that really um, okay. okay yeah and i've actually been a part of a play in college of that um oh. no okay so how i like to explain it is it's just like the real life experiences of a 20 something year old like finding herself through love and so i speak on certain things in the book like how alcoholism can influence certain decisions oh, how yeah. lust can influence certain decisions how you know lack of um parental guidance or a father figure in the home can lead to things there's, there's, um, that's that one's mine i think it's like the yeah root, i you think know, it's the root of all evil and i didn't yeah. even realize it until like like i said this last two years so i went the Okay, so the inspiration behind this book, how this book came, mm-hmm. I was in a situationship, and that went <laughs> totally awry. I was just allowing too much in, and I just got to a place where it's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, spiritually, I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. So I left my apartment, my job, just went on the road, and just thought I was going to be traveling. And my car broke down a week later, so I had to come back home oh, and wow. get grounded. <laughs> yeah, I had to come back home, and Oof. I was house hopping with friends, and mm-hmm. my mom finally let me come back home for the winter. And so during that process, while I was staying with a friend, I was just so in my feelings because the type of energy I have is I'm very talented in a lot of areas, so my writing and hosting and performance and things, and I'm just more free when it comes to the arts. Mm-hmm. But I also understand you have to pay bills. And I just was not in the space where there were any jobs that I wanted to work because I'm I'm serious about how I exchange my time because I'm sure. valuable. So yes. I can't just be somewhere eight, ten hours a day. Right. You know, if it's not if it's not feeding back into who I am as a person, it's just for the check. I won't do it. Right. So I was right. in a self-employed employment period where I was doing that and I was just like let me use my gift that God has given me as far as writing Mm -hmm. and I have already had a track record of having events and putting things out so people um, I knew would kind of flock to what I was doing or at least be receptive of it and so it ended up being more I'm sorry that's 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 an amazing that's amazing story you know that's how Jamie Foxx got started it was really yeah throwing part you should read his you should read his story um to certain types of uh events that he would put together Okay. It's actually really interesting stuff. You should look into it. You follow the same path. That'd be all right. Hmm. Grammy. Well, yeah. Asta. <laughs> or Asta. So it just, hit, it just hit me one day. It was like, use your gift. And I did. And it was more so for me. Mm-hmm. And the support was overwhelming. I literally since just had an idea. I was like, I'm going to do it. I hit up a friend who had self-published her book. Mm-hmm. I just wrote the manuscript. She told me she would go ahead and do what she had to do with it. And we printed it out. Like, I don't know if they went to Staples or what. But they got this printer. They printed it out. Saddle stitched it for me. I mailed it off to a friend who's a publisher in New Jersey. And she said that job put it on her heart to update it for me. So now I have it in a more professional um, book. And wow. it's on Amazon. And there's an audio book of it. But it was for me. This whole book was for me. Like, I that's needed the, to I think get that, those emotions That's out. the best way that those things can happen. So if somebody wants to read it, tell us how to, the name of it and how can we find it on Amazon? Um, it's the celibacy chronicles, um, and on the front is a picture of a beautiful heart-shaped yoni um, created by my friend Dare Couture. She's an artist, wow. and on the background of it, she has yarn behind it um, because I crochet and I just love crafting. So she embodied all of me on the cover. 
Wow, that's really cool. How neat is it to have uh, ha- to have a book published? I mean, it takes a lot of um, discipline to get through getting yeah. enough together to to write a book. And I love that it's about that it's poetry. That's really cool. I'd love to check it out. Yes, that yes, sounds yes. interesting. Um, and I like the uh, the courage that it takes to put yourself out there. And I love as part of your story the way that the universe and your tribe kind of showed up to support you at every Man. single Beautiful. turn. That's how you Beautiful. know you're in the flow of your dharma. That's how Beautiful. you know you are somewhere in the baseball field of where your dharma is supposed to be. Because I tell yeah. you, uh, like when I um, there's th- been things I've done that. Uh, so everything lined up like toy soldiers. Everything lined yes. up exactly yes. the way it was supposed to. Me being on the radio here, uh, doing tarot for people. Um, there's just there, and I think that everybody, and I guess that's how I experience it. Maybe it's different for every individual, but I believe that everybody knows can has a sense of when they are in the flow. Yeah, the flow of where yes. they're supposed to be. Because I think that's why tuning in is so important. Like right. I literally since had no dimes. Like I just asked for what I wanted. I asked for investors. I asked people to pre-order. This right. whole book came about from just people's like love and support. Some people didn't even pick up their books when they came in. Like <laughs> they just wanted to support. <laughs> wow, and, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's beautiful. I, th- I think that's okay. I think that is just fine. I just had some kids come to my door to sell, sell my candy yesterday, and mm-hmm. I didn't buy it. And I was thinking, does it make me a bad person? Like, I, I was, I went through a whole awfulization yeah. thing about it, and I was like, yeah. if I bought it, it would just be because I'm buying it from kids. Does that yeah. matter? And I was like, yeah. you know what? I think that in the end, it doesn't matter why you do, you know, how you get there. Yeah. Just that yeah. you get wherever it is, you know, of course, barring right. hurting any other people. Um, Pretty much. So I think that's great. Like, if you started out that way, but then if it leads you to whatever your ultimate thing is that you're supposed to be doing, I mean, it, it got you on the radio talking to me. Who knows? Yeah, right. There's yeah. beautiful places it could go. Awesome. So, Do you have time to hear my poem, Self Love? I think so. We have about five minutes to our next break. Um, if you can fit it in there, let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's shorter than that. Okay, sure. here it goes. Self Love. Okay. Self-love sometimes looks like crying in bathtubs as you scroll down your timeline and see nothing but inspirational quotes and black love, staring in mirrors and giving yourself a hug, looking, listening, listing all of your flaws, and then Mm -hmm. smiling because you can either improve or sulk about them. Self-love looks like not being nervous every month if you're pregnant because you're celibate, and you can clearly count how many cycles you had since you last went to bed. Self-love looks like not associating with drama. On TV, in real life, in your home, you value yourself enough to not just hold on to hurt out of comfort. You'd rather be alone. Self-love looks like writing this poem. After having shied away from writing and releasing, it's a healing medium. Feels like freedom. Self-love looks like turning off electronics and tuning in. Deep breathing. Believing. Self-love sometimes looks selfish because you choose to stay in the house reflecting instead of in the club dancing or on your phone responding to reckless text messages. Self-love looks like taking care of your health, mental, spiritual, physical, emotional. It looks like accepting constructive criticism and not taking offense. Self-love looks like when I see you, I see me. Somehow we're connected intricately. Out of all the places to be on the planet, it's in your presence I'm standing. So this moment has to be a part of my plan of personal growth and expansion. Mm -hmm. Self-love sounds like music, grooving. Highways to new places with many stops along the way. It's sceneries never seen but felt immediately. It's therapy, sharing, daring yourself to get over yourself so you can be your true self and reflect that energy, that God within you that is also within me. 
Sometimes self-love sounds like silence, quiet in our minds, putting the past behind us, learning from lessons, counting your blessings, and through all the trials, not stressing. It's getting in the flow, <laughs> reading a good book, feeling inspired, transforming your mind. Self-love is a requirement before dating and marriage. It becomes apparent some internal work is needed to propel. Self-love sometimes looks like working for yourself. Self-love is honest and true. How can you love everyone else and forget about the most important person? You. It's beautiful. I really like it. I Thank really you. like it. Had, it had different rhythms in it. You know, it had different rhythms. I'm in it. Yeah, it had different <laughs> rhythms in it like... um. Like a gospel song does. You know how it has like five songs inside of one? Oh, Lord. Let me yeah. compare it to a gospel song. I, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I need deliverance. <laughs> no, it's just beautiful. Like the arrangement changed. I think that that's, I think it's gorgeous. I well, think thank it, you very much. I, I'm you. glad that, I'm glad that I had that, had you re- read it and not me read it. Cause I don't know that I would have been able to match that rhythm. I love, I love that. that well, was I have an audio book to accompany this. Cause I know a lot of people aren't big on reading or don't yeah. have time or whatever. So mm-hmm. I also have an audio book, which I have hard copies or they can get online at dystopia.com. Perfect. Um, we'll we'll make sure on Soul Sanctuary MMF on Facebook, yes. we'll spell all this stuff out and put links for you guys so that you of will course. have a chance to get to it. And also, when I put out the podcast there in the description box, I'll make sure that we have links to all of Morgan's stuff to make sure you guys can uh, get a hold of it if you want to. Um, it's really great stuff. So the book is called The Celibacy. What is it? Chronicles. The Celibacy Chronicles. The Celibacy Co- Chronicles. And it's Cell, C-E-L-L, right? No, C E L I B A C Y. I was trying to read what you uh-huh. messaged me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Oh, the actual celibacy chronicles, and it's not. This is the thing. I feel like I haven't gotten as much feedback as I would like. It's okay. not preaching against not being intimate at all. I'm Got literally it. just talking about certain experiences. Like some of the titles are lust demons, womb rage, right. vagina out of order, yeah, purity, the black hole, conversation with God. So like, I'm just talking about these different things that influence certain decisions you may get in and just kind of make you critically think about, you know, right. people that you're procreating with. Absolutely. That sounds that sounds really good. Uh, so we're going to, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of plug stuff and then uh, we'll go into it infor- when we'll go into a break. Uh, if you are interested in getting a tarot reading from me, you can find me at HiTarot, dot com. You're welcome to join Soul Sanctuary MMF on Facebook and uh, also on Twitter. Um, you can follow me. I'm under HiTarot, H-A-I-T-A-R-O-T uh, on Twitter. We're going to go into a break and then on the other side, a little bit of music and then a break and on the other side of that we're going to close out we're talking to Morgan uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and just go into the break <laughs> don't play me I'm over 30 and I don't smoke weed I put my ass away and the music I play ain't the type of stereo Trying to feed, don't play me. Don't play me. I use proper English and I'm straight. I'm in the news again for paying dues, my friend, not the gander. 
Soul Sanctuary. Uh, before we go any further, I wanted to take a minute to say happy birthday to all of the Libras. This is the first chunk of Libras. And in the first chunk, you'll find this is everybody who's born from September 23rd to October 3rd. And these folks are very charming, clever, romantic, they're peacemakers, and they want equality. So everybody whose birthday is in this first chunk of Libra. Happy birthday. Uh, we're here talking with Morgan. We're talking about self-love and her book, Celibacy Chronicles. Yes? She there? The Celibacy Chronicles. The, I'm sorry. The Celebrity Chronicles. I'll say it again. The Celibacy Chronicles, <laughs> uh, which is available on Amazon. There's also an audio version of it. Yes? Yes, ma'am. Hey. Uh, and we're just going to talk a little bit more about what we can... We did talk about... What are the first couple things that we can do to get our self-love together? Uh, what other tips do you think that you can give us to uh, go into this week and kind of hold us together until the next time we're back together with Soul Sanctuary? Oh, give, I would say give yourself affirmations and date yourself. Like do things that make you feel good because you like to do them and always affirm yourself. It's so easy to let negative thoughts come in our mind and mm -hmm. oh, I can't do this or I'm scared to do this because it is, or this person has more experience, just go. Because right. I've been a super confident person my whole life. I've always been in the arts, always winning awards for stuff, always getting accolades and uplifted by people in my community. And for some people, we were talking about ego. That could go to your head. But right. I'm very humble with it. I, I just understand the gifts I've been blessed with, and I, I'm active in them. So for me, it's not so much getting caught up in the hype with somebody else telling me because I know. But right. there are still moments in my life where like I get a little nervous about stuff like for example I crochet yeah and I make like whole outfits hawk to top pants skirts dresses and I've been doing it for years now so I'm just now getting to that space where it's actually 
running like a business should run and stuff. Wow. But I'm not at the level where I could just make it off the top of my head. Like, I still watch tutorial videos. I still don't read patterns. I'm very visual. So, like, I'm always, you know, learning. Still learning. And people Mm -hmm. have said, oh, well, do a YouTube channel. Do tutorials. Do this. Do that. Teach a class. And I'm like, I'm not confident in that. Like, I don't feel like I'm at the level I need to be. So, even old, confident me has those moments. And so, I have to stop and reassure myself. I will also say, like, write yourself a mantra. Like, we're always kind of, we see these memes and things on social media that are uplifting right. and we might screenshot them and share them. Right. But have you ever wrote one for yourself? Right. So I, I did that. I used to read a lot of inspirational, motivational books years ago when I was in that marketing and stuff because it really helps get you, you know, prepared to face the day and talk to strangers. Sure. And um, <laughs> I, during that period, I just wrote myself a little mantra about, you know, what I am, the power that I have, the powers that support me, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm important in this and this and that. And it really carries me throughout the day. So, gotcha. date yourself, do things that show you that you love you, and affirm yourself always. I love that. I think um, my, my my most recent uh, meme that I'm I'm really still digesting and like and like mm-hmm. to use the most is um, is acceptance equals or acceptance is requestance and that's all mm. about whatever you're allowing in your life you're going to get more of and wow. I like I like it because it's not necessarily positive or negative it's just kind of factual <laughs> it's just okay no it's just asking myself at every moment is this what I want to communicate that this is the level where I am now <laughs> do you know right. what I mean? So, yeah. so every time that I'm strolling around Walmart and getting the bottom, the basement bottom price of something, is that what I want to tell the universe? This is where I am now. This is how wow. I am. That's wow. not what I want to tell the universe, right? I don't want, I don't want the sea level thing. I'm, I'm, I've actually been able to get through enough unworthiness to want the B level thing. So I'll go for the medium now, and that's that's big. <laughs> for me. That is big for me. It took me a minute to get here. <laughs> For real, <laughs> and maybe in a year or so, or whenever I push myself past it, I can get to the A level stuff. But um, <laughs> I love that you said that. Maybe in a year or so, I think timing and pacing is another thing too. We don't have to beat ourselves up if we're not where we think we want to be right hey, now. Hey, that's like, right. That's right. And you <laughs> it's know, it's always steps to this. It really <laughs> is, and unfortunately, because our world is getting really binary, where um, mm-hmm. heroes can't have flaws, it's getting more mm-hmm. and more difficult to accept about our things that the stuff that's just natural the stuff that's just really human um for some reason i'm not sure if this generation is trying to breed superhumans or what but it feels like <laughs> mistakes uh mistakes aren't actually allowed or okay or anything right. that you can ever grow past and i think that we as a species need to uh learn to deal with that a little bit better there's probably some cultures that do better with it than us yeah <laughs> i think i think too like yeah. um i think like you said, like not forgiving yourself, but also like not being vulnerable is a thing. Like you just have to be so tough or like you just have to like I run my Facebook page like a talk show and sure. I'm very opinionated about stuff. I don't have kids. I say stuff about parenting that I think of sometimes and I get flat for it sometimes. Sure. And I've had a, a moment recently where I had to like come out and apologize to my audience because someone said that I sounded like condescending or um, just how I ask questions can be, you know, taken offensively and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not what I want to do with my audience at all. Like, if anything, I'm big on communication. And so sure. if it's coming off that way, I don't want to be that person. But also, people take things personally, so I can't guard everyone's feelings. But I'm the type of person where I show my audience 
the highs and the lows. I don't just always post sure. good stuff, accomplishments. Sure. And I think a lot of people have this thing where it's like, I just have to show the good side of me and nobody really knows what I'm struggling with. And I think that's why a lot of us deal with depression and mental health issues because we're not open or vulnerable about what's really going on. Yeah, I was. I just posted a meme this week where RuPaul was saying something about, you know, the problem is that you're afraid to look like a fool. And yeah. I've always yeah. thought that's been my superpower. Ever since I was in first grade, I remember the teacher asked us to do something, and I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we were doing, but I wanted to mm-hmm. do it. And I remember my classmates didn't want to do it because it, you would look silly doing it, whatever it was. Yeah. And I wanted to and do kids it. Just, still do that. Right, right. And I just <laughs> wanted to do it because I wanted to be, you know, on stage. I didn't care what I was right. doing. I just liked the stage right. of it. And I was like, yeah. man, why doesn't anybody, why is everybody else so scared to look silly that they won't do it? And right. when I became a teenager is when I realized that's actually a superpower. Because right. it's really, wow. it's really rare. It's really wow. rare. Everybody's so scared to look bad. They just won't try. And the fact that I'll try, like, I, I hope that I pass it along to my kids. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. You to. saying that reminded me. I um I have teacher friends and I speak in some of their classes sometimes and um I went to this one they were probably like second graders and it was a drama class. So you know, you're supposed to be being super vulnerable in theater class. Sure. And so I asked them like, What do y'all love about yourself? It got quiet as kept. Now, prior to me getting up and talking to them, they were full of life and animated and hugging all on people and talking right. smack about each other and picking right. on each other. And yeah. as soon as you ask them, what do you love about yourself? They get all quiet and giggly or I don't know. So oh. then I said, well, what do you like about yourself? And they were like, could not voice their opinions. I'm like, wow, we live in a time where like you can talk trash about everybody else but can't say one positive thing about you. Not what That's exactly where capitalism wants us. That's exactly wow. where they're supposed to be. I'm so sorry that's the case. But I'm glad yeah. you brought it to my attention because, listen, this is our marketplace. This is where we can go to help these kiddos, get them some grounding. Uh, or not that's up to us Uh, but unfortunately we've come to the end of our well fortunately it's been a great conversation right (laughs) wait a minute i'm unfortunate now no no not at all (laughs) you'll have to come back i would love for you to come back and do another show with us yes this is awesome thank you for having me absolutely we're gonna post this on it'll be on soul sanctuary mmf um as soon as i get done editing it uh before we go um i'm going to have you you go ahead and go back through your contact information uh-huh. You ready? You got your you want to go back through your website and everything? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um so yes, on Facebook it's my name, which is Morgan, M O R G A N, Renee, R E N A E, Myers, M Y E R S. Um and from there you'll be able to see me post to my other pages, my more my entertainment group. Um the exchange is uh my podcast and my social group. Um The Celibacy Chronicles is the name of my book. You can find that on Amazon for $15. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Instagram um, on the Celibacy Chronicles and at Moremy, M-O-R-E-M-O-R-M-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then that, that's pretty much it. The audio book, you can find all of that by following me on Facebook, Morgan Renee Myers. Sounds fantastic. And you can always join our soldiers at Soul Sanctuary MMF on Facebook. You can follow Soul Sanctuary TX, I believe it is, um, on IG. And then uh, High Tarot, H-A-I-T-A-R-O-T on Twitter, as well as go to HighTarot.com if you want to schedule to get a reading with me, Atika. I'm so glad you guys joined us here on Soul Sanctuary. Uh, We will see you next week. Uh, Enjoy your week and the rest of your beautiful Saturday. Love to everybody. Goodbye.